Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14, verses 25, 26. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that Jesus prepares us Peace and multiply, peace and grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of Jesus Christ and through the knowledge of you, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for it. And in the same way as Jesus was preparing them, in the same way that Jesus was comforting them, let us see and let us feel and let us experience your comfort and your peace right now. In the midst of our trials, in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our concerns, let us feel and experience your joy and your peace, Lord God, even that passes all understanding. Give us understanding for your word, and Lord, let your word go forth on good ground that we may bear much fruit, Heavenly Father. As we walk through these verses, lead and guide us by your spirit. We need you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, as we look at these two verses, I'm going to read them again. John chapter 14, verses 25 and 26. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and shall bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. We're going to, as we walk through these passages, we're going to come across three points. Point number one is that grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Point two, the comforter came in his own, and he didn't come in his own name, but he came in the name of Jesus. The comforter came, and the comforter comes in the name of Jesus. And finally, the comforter will bring all things to our remembrance. Whatsoever Jesus told us. Praise God. Those are three points that we're going to come across. Number one, grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of our Father and Jesus Christ. Number two, the Holy Spirit comes and came in the name of Jesus. And the third point is, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, he's going to bring all things to our remembrance. Praise God. As we look at this text, we remember what's going on in this text. We remember what's going on in this chapter. The first part of the chapter, John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He's comforting them right now because they're going through a lot right now. They're going through a lot of changes, a lot of things they didn't expect. They were having supper with Jesus. And Jesus gets up and does something that he doesn't normally do. He washes the feet of the disciples. After which, Jesus is with them, and Jesus is grieved in his spirit. And he says, one of you is going to betray me. 
So they went from fellowshipping, loving one another, enjoying one another, embracing one another, to now we have fear. And we got some doubt. And we have some uncertainty because Jesus said somebody's going to betray him. And they were wondering among each other, well, who is it? And they were saying, well, is it me? Then Judas goes who knows where in the midst of all this. We know that Satan entered into him because the scripture tells us. But the disciples didn't know. Judas just up and left. Some thought maybe he was going to prepare for the uh, make thing, going to, to, to prepare some things. But he left. So then Jesus, once he leaves, once Judas leaves, Jesus says, I'm going to go away. But where I'm going, you can't come. So imagine the fear of Jesus not being there, the fear of Jesus going somewhere. Jesus had gone everywhere to the disciples. And when he didn't take the 12, he took the three. They were always with him, learning from him. They were always with him. He was showing compassion on them. He was teaching them. He was loving on them. He was doing all these things, and they're familiar with Jesus, and they're used to Jesus, the comfort of God being in their presence, God being in their presence. But he was about to go somewhere, and they didn't know where. So fear, doubt, uncertainty, they were troubled in their hearts. And in the midst of all this, Jesus tells them, let not your heart be troubled. What do you mean, let, my heart, let not our hearts be troubled? You're about to leave us, and we don't know where you're going. What do you mean, let not our hearts be troubled? You said somebody's going to betray you. What do you mean, let not our hearts be troubled? It's a lot going on, and we're trying to process this, and fear is gripping our hearts, and we're troubled in our hearts. But Jesus began to comfort them and let them know, hey, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. You're experiencing this doubt. You're experiencing this fear. You're experiencing this uncertainty. But I'm going to do these things for you. And all of these things are working together for your good. Just keep trusting in me. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, you can believe in me. In the same way that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was able to stand against the uncertainty of the furnace, they believed in God. In the same way Daniel was able to remain calm in the lion's den amongst hungry lions. In the same way that Noah was at peace in the ark where everybody was dying all around him. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And it's the same thing that Jesus is saying to his people now. That's the same thing that the word of God encourages us with. Don't let your heart be troubled. You might say, uh, Mr. Shah, I don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Mr. Shah, I hadn't gotten a visit. I hadn't gotten a call. I got problems in my family. There are people arguing with each other. It's a lot going on. I feel lonely. I feel fearful. I'm going through action. I'm going through pains. But God is telling us, Christ is telling us, the word is telling us, let not your heart be troubled. Amen? You believe in God, believe also in Jesus. So he's encouraging their hearts. 
Another part in John chapter 14, he's encouraging them. He's saying, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, hey, don't worry. You don't understand what I'm doing right now. You don't understand where I'm going right now, but it's for your good and it's for your benefit. You don't understand what you're going through right now with your aches and your pains. But if you trust in the Lord, it's going to work out for your good. You don't understand what's going on with your family right now. You don't understand what's going on with your phone calls and your business right now. Why it's drying up. Why people got something against you. Why you feeling like you're feeling, but it's going to work together for your good for those who trust in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We can trust in the Lord. So now we are in John chapter 14, verse 20. I'm sorry. John 14, verse 25 and 26. These things that are spoken unto you, being yet present with you, which brings us to our first point. Grace and peace is multiplied with the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. The things that Jesus spoke to his disciples, the things that Jesus taught his disciples, the things that Jesus conveyed to his disciples as he proved that he was God and showed that he was God with his words, proved that he was God and showed that he was God with his compassion, with his holiness, with his miracles, all these things, the scripture says, these things that I've spoken unto you, being yet present with you. While he was with them, the grace that came from his mouth, the peace and the comfort that came from his mouth, it's multiplied. The more we know about Jesus, the more we meditate on the word, the more we trust in him, grace is multiplied. And peace is multiplied as we grow in the knowledge of our Father and Jesus Christ. Wow. In the midst of their uncertainty, in the midst of their fear, he was telling them these things. He was increasing their grace. The grace, the God-given grace to trust in him. The God-given grace to look past their current circumstances to know that God is doing something in the midst of it all. The Bible says that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And as we read through the scriptures, the Sermon on the Mount, God has given grace. As we look at, he's speaking of the Beatitudes, Christ has given grace. As he spoke different things and told him different things, he said, I come not to do my will, but the will of him that sent me. He would say different things. He would teach them things that would increase the grace. I remember the woman caught in adultery. They brought this woman caught in adultery to Jesus and said, and Moses said, we should stone her. What do you say? He showed grace to her. He said, where are your accusers? Jesus spoke a word so tough that nobody laid a hand on her. He showed grace. <coughs> the knowledge of Jesus Christ increases grace within our life. The knowledge of Jesus Christ, and so he says, these things that are spoken unto you, 
being yet present with you. He was with them in this moment. He was with them in this time. He was with them, teaching them, and showing them that he was God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the grace of God, the power of God. For three years he did this. Increasing their grace. Increasing their ability to trust in God. Increasing the knowledge. Among other things, that's what he was doing. The more we read the word of God, the more we study the word of God, the more we obey the word of God, grace and peace. Why grace? Because the Bible says that faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen? And we receive the things of God by grace through faith. So when Jesus opened his mouth, he increases our faith. As we listen to his words, the capacity of our faith is being increased. As we obey the word of God, as we hold the word of God, as we listen to the teachings of Jesus, as we obey the teachings of Jesus, it increases the grace, the power of God to believe God, to trust God. And it increases the peace. Jesus makes us to have peace with God. I remember when the Pharisees and the Sadducees would accuse the disciples of doing things. Once they said, why come y'all don't wash y'all cups? There was a ceremonial law in which they were supposed to wash their cups a certain way. There was another time to where the disciples, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees said to Jesus, why y'all pluck a coin on the Sabbath day? Y'all going through the fields on Sabbath day and you're plucking corn. Why are you plucking corn? They was constantly trying to find some against Jesus' disciples. Every single time, Jesus would defend his disciples. Every single time, against the accusations of the Pharisees, against the accusations of the scribes, against the lawyers trying to trap them up, Jesus will always defend the disciples. When Satan comes with an accusation, Jesus comes with an intercession. When Satan comes with an accusation, Jesus is there to say, no, I died for him. I died for her. They're covered. They're good. Yeah, they made their mistake, but they're living a life of repentance and trust in me, and so they're covered. Grace and peace is multiplied as we listen to the word of God, as we keep the word of God. As we meditate on the words of Jesus, as we keep his words, grace and peace is multiplied. Peace with God, because he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us. Peace with one another, because the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. We have peace with one another, and we have peace with God. Amen? Amen. We don't have peace with the world. Because the world is seeking to destroy us because they don't understand us. Because we illuminate the things that they want to stay away from, the things that they hate. But we got grace to believe God, grace to have faith in God, peace with God. Praise God. And that's the first point, that Jesus Christ increases the knowledge of Christ, the words of Christ, as we meditate and trust in him, increases 
Grace and peace is multiplied in our lives. Point two, the Holy Spirit didn't come in his own name. Look at verse 25, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm going away, but a Comforter is coming. And he's going to pick up where I left off. <laughs> the things that I taught you, he's going to remind you of them. The things that you learned from me, he's going to continue to teach these things. See, the thing about Jesus, although he's God, he's also man. And so being a man having a body, he was not in every place all, at all the time. The spirit is able to be with me where I am. With you, where you are, with them, overseas, at different locations, the Holy Spirit is able to be in different places at the same time. And you know what he's doing? He's reminding us what Jesus said. He's not coming in his own name, but he's coming in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? That means that when Jesus said, I didn't come to do my will, but I came to do the will of him that sent me, pointing to the Father. We're going to be reminded that we're not here to do our own will. But we're here to do the will of the Father. One time Jesus said, the disciples have bought something for Jesus to eat. Jesus, did you eat? And Jesus said, I have meat to eat that you know not of. In the same way, the Holy Spirit reminds us that we have meat to eat that the world don't know about. We have a position in God. We have a place of peace. We have a power that the world doesn't know about. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. The Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit does not come in the name of Buddha. The Holy Spirit does not come in the name of uh, another faith or another religion. But it comes in the name of Jesus. In other words, it's gonna mirror everything that, he's going to mirror everything that Jesus said. <laughs> He's going to remind us of everything that Jesus said. And every situation, every situation, situations in our mind, in our hearts, situations within the family, the Holy Spirit is going to be there to remind you, no, I didn't come to send peace, but I came to send a sword. Situations within the family, he said, even a man's father with that of his own household. The Holy Spirit is going to remind us as we're going through different temptations, different temptations at home. Different temptations on the job. Different temptations within our heart. The Holy Spirit is going to be there to comfort us and to remind us of what Jesus said. Remind us of that grace. Remind us of that peace. Remind us that we stand right with God. When the accuser of the brethren comes to say that you're guilty, look at what you did. You're guilty. The Holy Spirit is going to remind me, no. I'm positioned in Christ. I'm justified. But look at what you did. Yes, but God has forgiven me. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you that God has forgiven you. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not through the flesh, but not through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to remind us what Jesus said. He's not coming in his own name, but he's coming in the name of Jesus. In the power of Jesus. In the authority of Jesus. The teachings of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will remind us of what Jesus said. Because we're going to need it. Amen? Amen. 
We're going to need that reminder in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our storms. We're going to need that reminder when we're isolated all by ourselves. And we're going to feel alone, but the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, God will never leave you. Christ will never leave you or forsake you. But he's with you always, even to the end of the world. He's going to remind you. He's going to remind you that greater he that's within you than he's in the world. We're going to need that reminding. We're going to need that counsel. We're going to need that. And the Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus. He's not going to speak of himself, but he's going to speak of Jesus. He's going to remind us of Jesus. He's going to comfort us with the words of Jesus. He's going to empower us with the words of Jesus. The same mercy that Jesus shown, the Holy Spirit is going to remind us to be merciful. The same way Jesus said, bless those that curse you, do good to those that mistreat you, the Holy Spirit is going to remind us how to love one another. The Holy Spirit is going to remind us that we have joy and we have peace in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is going to remind us of these things. So the first point is, grace and peace was multiplied through the words of Jesus Christ as he prepared, prepared the disciples for what was about to happen. Point two, the Holy Spirit who was coming was not coming in his own name, but coming in the name of Jesus to continue the work that Jesus has started, thereby making us the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We're led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because by God's grace, we're keeping his commandments and we're obeying his commandments. We belong to God. You know why? Because we've been bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. God owns his people. Amen? God protects his people. Amen? There's such safety and ownership. With God being your owner, with God being your master, the Bible says we're not our own, but we've been bought with a price. With him being our protector, our owner, he's our protector. He's our provider. We don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. That's why he told them, let not your heart be troubled. Our hearts don't have to be troubled today. Why? Because grace and peace is multiplied by the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why don't we have to be troubled today? Because the Holy Spirit is with us. In the name of Jesus. Carrying on the work of Jesus in our hearts. Carrying on the work of Jesus as we trust in Christ through repentance and belief. And finally, the Holy Spirit will bring all things to our remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. There are going to be times when you feel isolated. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you. He's going to teach you in a moment. There are going to be times when you go through trials and temptation. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you in that moment. There are going to be times to where you have doubt and fears in your mind. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you in that moment. There are going to be times when you face an opposition that's too much for you. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of David and Goliath. Or the Spirit is going to remind you of Daniel and Lion's Den. Or the Spirit is going to remind you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There may be a time to where you have an issue with an individual 
and you're not getting along with them, and you're struggling to love them, you're struggling to forgive them, you're struggling to love your neighbor as you love yourself, the, gonna be, the Holy Spirit's going to be there to teach you. Praise God for the Holy Spirit, amen? Praise God for the comfort, amen? He's here to teach us. He's here to guide us and to remind us everything that Jesus said. What comfort. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Man, it is well with my soul. Why? Because I'm never alone. The Holy Spirit is with me. So Jesus Christ was comforting them. He was encouraging them because they were going through. Be encouraged today that the Holy Spirit is with you if you're in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're not alone. Amen? Although you may be alone, you're not alone. I mean, when Jesus said, the time's going to come that you're going to leave me alone, but I'm not going to be alone because my Father's with me. We got the same comfort. We got the same thing. We got the same peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. <coughs> Praise God for that. The same comfort that Jesus gave the disciples, the same words of encouragement, the same grace that was multiplied to them is multiplied to us. The same peace that was multiplied to them is multiplied to us. The same spirit that came to them in the name of Jesus it's leading us and guiding us. So we need to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we grieve the Holy Spirit when we intentionally, purposefully continue to sin. Of course, there may be, the Bible says that I write these things that you sin not. But if you sin, if you sin, unfortunately, we say when you sin. Scripture doesn't say when you sin. It says if you sin. In other words, the life of the believer isn't categorized by making mistakes. The life of the believer is not categorized according to the word of God by us being unfaithful to God. The life of a believer is not categorized according to the scripture of being backslidden. The life of a believer according to the scripture is not categorized by going back and forth. The life of the believer is categorized by having his commandments and keeping them. Practicing his commandments and keeping them. That is what the scripture categorizes for the life of the believer. We don't walk according to our own mind, but we operate in the mind of Christ. Amen? We don't make choices leading to our own understanding, but we make decisions based on what the word of God says. And if you slip up, if you sin, if you make a mistake, we can confess our sin to God. And God is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us. And we continue to walk with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Continue to walk in the joy of the Lord. Continue to walk in obedience. Amen? That's what God has called us to. In the Old Testament, the scripture will read, And Israel again sinned against the Lord. And Israel again sinned against the Lord. And Israel again, that's the flesh. That's life in the flesh. God has made a way through the death, burial, and resurrection, life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ.
for us to be new creatures in Christ. The old man has passed away. Praise God. Maybe you aren't trusting in Christ through repentance and belief. Maybe you don't understand what that means. What does that mean to trust in Christ through repentance and belief? I go to church. I get tithes. I know the scripture. The Bible says, Jesus said, he that had my commandments and keepeth them. It's him that he's going to dwell with. He is the Father and the Holy Spirit. Let's examine our hearts today. Let's ask God, Lord, let me examine my heart today. Am I truly trusting in Christ through repentance and belief? Have I repented of my way of thinking? Have I repented of my way of living? Have I repented of my mindset? Have I repented of the things of this world? Have I repented of following me? Am I, am I living a life of service to Christ? Am I living a life in obedience to Christ? Let's examine our hearts today. And if not, cry out to God for forgiveness. Cry out to God, Lord, give me a heart. Show me what it means to be living a life of repentance. Show me what it means to live a life of trusting in you. My cold heart of stone turn into a heart of flesh. Open my eyes that I might see you. Open my heart that I might trust you, that I might repent and believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Today is the day of salvation if you don't have it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. It is not God's will that any of his people will perish. Today is the day of salvation, amen? Let's receive it in Christ Jesus through repentance and belief. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the encouraging words of Christ. Lord, we thank you that grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of the scriptures, through the knowledge of the word. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that for your glory, Christ was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. We thank you that for your glory, grace and peace was offered to the disciples. And Lord, it's offered to us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that the Holy Spirit comes in your name to finish the work that you started, to finish and complete what you started in us, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us in all things. Lord, grace us to appreciate what you're doing. Grace us to grasp these things and not let go. Not to be distracted by the things of this world. Not to be distracted by our sins in the flesh. But Lord, grace us to be overcomers as we trust in you. Grace us to be overcomers as we receive the gospel. Embrace, embrace the gospel and allow the gospel to transform our lives. Show us what that means. And give us the strength to allow you to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Man.